Kia ora, Penny here. I was asked to do a trigger warning for this episode, so just a heads up, there's content involving child abandonment and discussion of adopted families. My apologies if these topics upset anybody. That's never the intention. Alright, we're on a normal adventure, just a trip across the countryside to a funeral with our boss for his dad. You know, regular stuff. Oh, um, also, it's Ida here, by the way. Uh, but you should know that by the sound of my voice. Anyway, normal adventure. But then Frankie gets threatened and hired, don't know how, by the same gnome, of course. Then we all go trekking into a cursed forest that people can't seem to leave for some reason. And there we go, back at our usual standard of weirdness. But that's all good, magic forest, whatever. And then long story short, I end up in the mouth of a T-Rex. But that's okay, everything is going swell, we're off to a temple team, let's go! everybody and welcome to episode 20 of the Terrible Adventures of the Janison Breffitt's Parchment Company. My name is Penny D and I will be your dungeon manager today and if I was able to combine two animals into one I think I would take a capybara and a parrot because now I have just a super chill friendly animal that can talk to me that's nice and colorful. Oh, oh that's amazing. Uh, hi, my name is Stephanie, and I play Frankie the Artificer, and if I put two together, I think it would be a fox and some sort of eagle, <gasps> so I could call it like a foxel or something like that, I don't know. That'd be cute, and it could fly. And it could fly. Terrifying, like a terrifying griffin, fox eagle griffin. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so cheeky. I'm Liz, and I play your favourite dwarf barbarian, Karen, and I would combine a dragonfly with an okapi because I think that would create a creature that was quite fairy-like. What is an okapi? It's like a small giraffe with a shorter neck. Mm. And it's got like zebra stripes, isn't it? It's got like zebra stripes on its butt and it, yeah. lives, and oh, it lives in oh. the jungle. Yeah, I know what those are. <laughs> you can get them on Zoo Tycoon. Um, <laughs> but if you, if you, I think it would be like quite fantastical and quite, quite fairy-like. Um, hi, I'm Nate. I play Flinva the Halfling Bard um, and I would merge an otter and a dragon. <laughs> okay, so dragons aren't real. Dragons aren't real. They are indeed. They are indeed. We're splicing things together. What reason do you have for choosing those two? Because I like water, so I, we could hang out together in the water. Yeah. And it'd be like a water puppy that breathed fire and could fly. Okay. So like it's a medium size, not like a giant otter dragon. Okay. Like cool. a small yeah, friend. I, I gotcha. All right. And I'm Poppy. I play Ido, the tiefling. I was going to say bard, but no, I'm a rogue, um, a <laughs> sneaky little boy, and I, it's really, really boring, but I'd mix a cat and a dog. The <laughs> ultimate companion. Yes, the Fine ultimate. Fine with a whiff and a purr. No, not a cat dog. <laughs> a little cat dog. A dog. And it would have these big, buffy paws, and it would have a cute little face, and you know how, like, so... This is why puppies are cute, is because their little snouts are so little and blunt. That's a weird way to word it, but that's how I see it. But when they grow <laughs> up, the snout grow bigger. Mm. But they'd stay smaller if it was a cat dog. 
Cog. <laughs> Cog. A little cat dog. <laughs> It could be Alone like, in the world with a little D&D podcast. <laughs> was, like, it was what? Like a frog and an alien was my Oh my god. Really weird. Anyway. Mm. Well, this isn't a this isn't a mad science podcast, it's a DD podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so how we all feel about playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Good. So, oh, extremely got positive. So many questions. On the top of the stairs of the temple. You're all sitting and waiting as Frankie, yeah. with with his halved speed, finally crests the fiftieth stair oh. and falls flat on the ground. <laughs> Frankie is not feeling too good. His eyes are all sunken in, and his cheeks are like sunken in, and he's pale, and oh, he's no. also pretty still hurt because he didn't heal himself. <laughs> so he's just like, uh, not feeling too good, guys. I could heal you. <sighs> could you? You're nursing your wounds from the fight. And, and, some, and oh, somebody yeah. from within the temple has just asked you to take your shoes off. Oh. Karen takes her shoes off. Yeah, I was taking her shoes off, but I was kind of confused. Mm. Like, this is, a, it's a temple in the jungle. Frankie well. takes his shoes off, but like, he's still lying on the ground, so he's just using his other foot to take his shoes off. <laughs> uh, I bet he's got those, like, holy socks and one of those toes. Oh, he does. Yeah. 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 Smell them from here. Yeah. Yeah. Is Lily leaving your shoes on? No, no, I'm taking them off. I'm polite. But this is someone's place of worship. I'm, I'm gonna be nice. Also, to possibly their house. Yeah, actually, yeah. we didn't consider that. Well, that didn't take a lot of convincing. Uh, and emerging from the shadows comes a person, shorter than Frankie, but taller than Karen, <laughs> wearing a light blue shirt and cargo shorts held up with suspenders. <laughs> their skin shines a metallic gold color, and you realize that they are covered in scales. Atop their head sit four horns, two larger ones set lower than the other two. And below their intelligent eyes sits a lizard-like snout Smiling at all of you. <gasps> oh, oh, right! So shiny. I I don't believe I've only ever seen anybody quite like you before. And, well, I come from... We're all from Yumea City. Just about everybody's there. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> My name is Karen. Uh, Karen Stonecutter from the Janderson Breffitt's Parchment Company. It is a pleasure to meet you. And she's going to extend her hand and say, uh, May I ask your name? The female lizard-like person comes forward and shakes your hand delicately and says, very nice to meet you, Karen Stonecutter. My name is Dear Wayne. Lovely. Uh, you said you're from Yumea City. I imagine you probably haven't seen somebody like me before. I come from Toph. Ido pipes up at this point. He's like, well, you're a funny looking tiefling, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not quite, darling. My species are called Dragonborn. We Ooh. descend from the great reptile rulers of the land before this one. Like I said, I just finished cleaning, so thank you very much for taking your shoes off. You would be surprised at how many people just track mud in here like they own the place. Oh, well, we'd hardly be so rude. I believe our, our companion here has some questions for you? <laughs> Dear Wayne, like, looks around you at the little gnome and the, like, <laughs> safari gear and says, uh, question for the box, darling. And Quisp kind of, like, nods and says, I, I want to find out. And Dear Wayne just, like, waves a hand and is like, there's no point asking me. I don't have the answers for you. Look, uh, this temple houses the one and only door that leads to the question box, an ancient artifact that will answer truthfully any single query posed by a mortal. I came here once because I was looking for my own answers, but 
by the time I arrived here, I'd already figured them out and this seemed like as nice a place as any to set up for a little while. Actually, oh, so this is your house. <laughs> I've made it into somewhat of a home and yeah, off to the, like off to the side, you can see, you know, you can see a little small but comfortable sleeping area that dear Wayne appears to have set up uh, as well. Some cooking supplies and a few personal keepsakes from the jungle that she appears to have like bought in and like put on little shelves that she's made. <laughs> oh, very nice. And the room itself is, you know, you would expect a temple in the jungle to be like, you know, full of leaves and dust and spiderwebs and stuff. It's really clean in here and it looks like she's probably just spent a lot of her time just, you know, maintaining the temple. Mm, very nice. So Flynn's like, do you, do you get lonely in here? Oh no. I've I've had my fill of companionship for the time being, so oh. I get my visitors. I always wonder which people are going to come and see me next and did you say you work for a parchment company, darling? Oh yes, but we're we're just here as uh, escorts for Quisp. Oh, very good. Well, I've not seen the likes of you before. Usually you get your armored folk and your hmm. Uh, you know, magical robes and all the such like, and it's very exciting. But I've never robes. seen people look like you before, so that's uh, how, rather how lovely. Long, how long have you been here? Most of my life, I think. I must have been here for about 90 years at this point. 90? Wow, you look amazing for 90. I mean, sorry, man. Hmm. Dragonborn are one of the longer-lived races of Matt Zemler. Hmm. Probably been here for... Maybe, maybe I've got another 90 in me, it's hard to say. 90 years. Oh. You've seen magical people come through here before, but magic disappeared. It's just not just not around anymore. Oh, well, I suppose I suppose you would get the traveling wizards. We have them in the city, and Karen's just going to start kind of walking into the temple, chatting along to <laughs> Dearwin. I suppose you see them all the time, the wizards from the cities. They're trying to bring magic back, the poor things. Well, yes, there's also, there's the Electrum wielders and the, you know, the people who have, you know, the enchanted items from, you know, beyond, oh, from the beyond oh. times. There's plenty of people out there with magic. Oh, oh. Do they leave oh. you behind in here for us? Specifically for you. Well, for people to take away, is it sure? Uh, no, it's just, unfortunately, it's just me and what I have here and I don't have any Electrum for you, darling. Oh. So where's this door? So the temple consists of only one room. It's, you know, there's, you can see just in the little area, sort of like tucked to the left of the entrance door, you can see uh, Dear Wayne's little living space. But at the very back of the temple, there is one single door. The door itself is flanked by two intricate, intricately carved pillars on each side. It seems more or less like a normal white wooden door, but the shape seems kind of off somehow. Like when you look at it as a whole, it seems like maybe one of the corners doesn't match the others, but then when you take the time to like focus on that corner, it seems fine. Mm. So it's like kind of weird. The hinges are set into the pillar on the left side, but they themselves are kind of also hard to pass, also like hard to look at. Mm. And Quisp steps forward, um, holding out the compass, uh, takes a few steps to the left and a few steps to the right and says, this is it. This is what it's been pointing to, this door. How on Matt Zemla is this even possible? Frankie's like, hold it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Very good, Frankie. So, are you here to use the box as well, or are you simply going to let your employer use it and lose your opportunity at the one question? That's a really good question. This is a big decision. <laughs> I'd really like to go in and see it, though. My, this is amazing. 
Oh, absolutely. Of course. Looking around like the guide. <laughs> would you like to know anything about the artifact before you go in? Well, oh. yes, we'd like to know everything. Uh, how how long has it been here? Has the temple always looked this nice and clean? She beams a little bit when you're like uh, talking, when you're talking about like how lovely the temple looks. She's just like, <laughs> yes, I'm very good. <laughs> how many people come to see it? Uh, Electrum wielders? Uh, Karen is now suddenly full of questions. Okay. Uh, one at a time then, I guess. Which was the first one? Well, I suppose how long has the question box been here? Just while those two are talking, Ido's going to sidle up, like walk over to the door and have a <laughs> look at those pillars. Okay, uh, roll me an investigation check. Oh, I'd also like to look. Uh, or a stealth check if you want to, if you're trying to be sneaky about it. And Flynn, what are you doing? Um, I'm also looking, like I was looking around, so I think if, if I saw Ido move forward, I'd move forward to have a look. Yep, yeah, Wayne can like see you up at the door and it's not doing anything, like doesn't seem at all yeah, stressed out Yeah, I'm not going to be sneaky at this point, it. I'm just quite interested. I rolled a 14 for investigation. There is a really intricate like swirly uh, pattern and you can kind of make out that it's a maze Ooh. and as you uh -huh. go up the pillar it seems like the colour or like the texture of the pillar changes but the maze carries on through uh, regardless, it's like a swirly passion going through different uh, ecosystems, maybe, or through different sections of the pillar. Okay. I got an unnatural 20. And what are you looking for? Just just um, looking intently at the, um, the pillars on the door and anything if there's like any descriptions on the wall. The door seems excessively normal. Seems like it's made of wood, painted white. It gives off a weird kind of vibe. <laughs> vibe like, check. Imagine if you walked into a room and you didn't realize there was anyone in there and the two people in there had just been making out and didn't want you to know about it and you like can kind of feel there's something weird going on in the room but you so don't know So there's sexual what. tension from the door. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. There's sexual tension coming from the door. Uh, Karen, what were your questions? So Karen first wanted to ask how long the question box had been there. Well, the question box isn't here, it's through there. Well, what's, what's there then? She points to the door and she just kind of smiles and says, you'll see. Uh, secondly, I mean, I've only been here for some time. I can only tell you what I know and it's certainly been here longer than me. And the legend of it goes far, far back. Probably back to the beginnings of the town of Ixingnir and probably further back than that even. Wow, back that long, even when magic was still around. Would you mind telling us the legend of the question box? Ah, sure, absolutely. This is this is why I'm here. I don't have anything else to do, so... I'm sure I'm my companions could do with a little bit of a rest. Absolutely. You're welcome to stay here. You can go in the morning or you can go now and come back and rest. It's really up to you. You might want some time to think about what you discover. So of course. really up to you. Oh, thanks for your hospitality. You're very welcome. It's nice to have some visitors who actually want to talk. You'd be surprised at how often the heavy armor, big helmet people just go straight in and then straight back out again. Of course, some of them do come back, but they're not really in the chatty mood, are they? Um, Ida looks down to Quisp to see if they're like rearing to go. Well, Quisp was actually really interested in hearing more about the artifact okay. as well. Like Quisp is um, kind of part of the Karen conversation. Cool. Um, kind of like now that they're here, are like, oh, cool, we've made it. And like, from what Dear Wayne's saying, it's like, yeah, cool, it's right through there. Just go on whenever Take you time. can. Yeah, yeah, whenever you feel like it. So uh, Dioane looks at you and says, you know, I've seen many use the question box to obtain a single piece of information that changes their lives. Seems like rarely for the better. There's something so assuring about knowing something to be true, but 
Um, and then she picks up a broom and like shoes a kangaroo rat out the door. <laughs> There's no accounting for people. Mm. Ordinary folk can just up and change their minds and their ways on a whim. You folk don't look like you were ever meant to cross my path and yet here you are. Mm. Kings and tyrants and great warriors empowered by divine providence will often forget that. Well, I feel like having a rest. We just had a big audience. Oh yes, we did fight a T-Rex on the way here. Oh, it that's what that was. Terrifying. I heard him squeaking. Mmm. Squeaking. You didn't happen to bring me any food, did you? Uh, well... I've got some mangoes. <laughs> Lovely, I'd, I'd, I'll definitely take one of those. You didn't happen to lop off a piece of that Rex. They're kind of rare to get their meat around here. Oh, I mean, there's a there's a bit of tail back there and some roasted velociraptors if you want me to pop back down and... Uh... If you'd like, I can go get it myself if you prefer. Maybe you'd like some privacy to set up. Oh, well, that's very nice. Yes, it's just in the clearing back there. Watch out for the owl bear. She's still around here somewhere. The one with the two cups? Yeah. I've been, I've been watching them grow up. They're such little little types, aren't they? Okay, well, tell you what. Have a moment, have a rest. Go in for all I care. It doesn't matter to me. I'll be back in a few minutes. I'm going to go get me some of that Rex meat. Oh. And she kind of uh, sachets out of the room mm. and uh, down the stairs and is gone. Oh, it's just still like... Dead on the floor. Like he's uh, Karen, Karen takes off her jacket and slides it under his head. <laughs> Can cure wounds take away exhaustion? No, you need lesser restoration for that. Okay. But a rest will do it. Yeah, I was going to say, so we have these rooms booked at the inn. Are we, and we're still there for Janison, essentially. Is it's, it cool if we stay the night here? Yeah, it's probably, if you guys are going to do a long yeah. rest. I mean, I've booked them until the end of um, our stay in Exingmere. So I didn't just book them for the night. So they'll be there when we get back. The funeral is at the end of the day tomorrow. Yes. Okay, so like cool. given how much time it took you to get here, you could rest overnight and then make it back in time for the funeral. Cool. Assuming right. nothing goes wrong. <laughs> Say that Penny. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it would be wise of us to stay the night and um, maybe... Spell slots. Get some spell slots, maybe make a plan. Do some stuff, yeah. So you guys kind of like, you know, get your bed rolls out and any of your, uh, you know, kind of unpack a bit. Mm. Um, do you like put a pillow under Frankie or do you just let him lie like face down on the concrete? Oh, um, Karen's put a, Karen's put her jacket underneath his head. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> How you doing, Frankie? Frankie, she puts a cool towel on like, oh, no, physically um, coming out of his body. <laughs> Quisp sits cross-legged in front of the white door kind of like taking it in and kind of like looks back to you guys and says, this temple's not big, this, hmm? you saw how big this room is. We've seen it from the outside. Yes. Yeah. There's not another room at the back of this temple. Where does this door go? Well, she said it was the only door to the question box. So maybe it's somewhere else. Yeah, I think it's, maybe it's a portal. Yeah, I, th I would agree with Frankie. You're an older gnome, and I'm sure you remember. I'm sure you remember magic when you, as a child. Of course, I was born before. Yes, I'm sure there were. I'm sure there's myths about portals that magicians could create, and they would be, they would disappear, or they could stay in one place, and it would take you to a different place. It would take you somewhere else, somewhere maybe not even on Matt Zemler. Oh, I mean. Uh, seemingly like snapping out of it, kind of like turns around and looks at you, Idafer, and then says, How you doing, boy? Mm -hmm. You okay? You, uh, you were going under there before I got to you. Are you sure you're all right? 
Ido has had run-ins with death in the past. Talking about yourself in third person. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't interrupt her flow. It's gone now. Don't have no flow. Um, Ido's fine. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Okay. Well, as long as you, as long as you're all right, I didn't think that I'd be able to take on one of those big beasties, but. You certainly imbued me with a lot of confidence. How long have you all been wielding magic for? Oh, not long enough. A few weeks, maybe a month. We're just very dedicated to our parchment company. Uh, yeah, how much? At this point, it's probably about two months. Oh, uh, you know, uh, around about two months. Huh. You're awfully proficient, all of you. Well, we've had a lot to deal with. I suppose. Yeah, you might say that we kind of were thrown at the deep end. Now, dear Wayne, uh, she did talk about Electrum wielders. Yeah. As someone who was born before the Cataclysm, how much do you know about that? Because as far as we were concerned, we were just about the only ones. Well, I do know that in the city, Electrum is a lot heavier policed. It's one of those things... Before the Cataclysm, there was a plant that people liked to roll up and, and smoke. And while it was illegal to have, a lot of people just sort of went about their business with it as it was, and I think it's probably a little like that. Oh. <laughs> it's not something that you'll ever hear people talking about in polite company, but I think behind closed doors there are probably more users of Electrum than you ever suspect. Oh, my. Well, it's... Oh man, I felt kind of special. You're still special, darling. Oh, thanks, Kerry. <laughs> As they used to say before the cataclysm, 420 plays it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I feel like that is definitely still applicable in this situation regarding Electrum. Because um, we all know that if you put 420, 420 Electrum together, it will make a, it will combust. It will make a big fire. It will blaze. Yeah, it will make a big, big fire and do see anything on fire. Yeah, that's what that <laughs> saying means. That's what the saying means, anyone who, who listened to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> 420 electron pieces will create a bonfire. Okay, okay. So, if we were electron users, how would we go about finding somebody else who would sell us more? I mean, there's clubs. Well, like, for example, like you a, seem a sort to of, have a lot of... A sort of dealer. You seem to have a lot of enchanted items, have you considered... Like, I don't know anything about Yumiya City. Uh, I suppose Like, not. do you know some... Like, where do you get all this cool magic stuff that you're wielding? Oh, I just never really thought that he would have access to Electrum. Yeah, have we asked Murphy? Uncle Murphy. I don't think we've even asked him. Oh my god. Maybe they're different types of eyes. You know how, like... Oh, d well, let's not, let's not speculate on that, darling. Speculate. <laughs> and Ido just kind of like, speculate. P quick PTSD flashback. <laughs> oh. No, Electrum is a rock. It's, uh, it's a deep, it's a kind of a legend among the dwarves. If you go deep enough, you might find Electrum veins in the, in the deep, deep old rock. Well, yes, I suppose. Well, just never really thought of it, did I? Let's ask Murphy when we get back. Um, but we do have a job at hand. Yes. <laughs> are you going in the door? As soon as you are all ready. Oh, oh do, would you do like you want to go in together? I assumed that we would. I'm not going through a freaky white door by myself. That's what I hired you guys to come with me for. <laughs> we just 
Quisp. Okay. Um, how much are we getting for this? Originally, I only thought that I was hiring the skinny one. <laughs> Frankie. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> and so I had plans to give him this and holds up the compass and, Ooh, and says it was given to me by, I believe, what's probably a shared hero of ours. Well, it was given to my father by a shared hero of ours, but it was given to me and I wonder, since I've now found what it was pointing to, if you might... Oh my god, Frankie, are you okay? Frankie, Frankie just really like... <laughs> oh, what, what, what's, the, what's the hero, Frankie? What's the hero? Come on, darling. And he's there. Do you mean, was this his last item? This is against our convention as far as I've been told. My father has no reason to lie to me. Yes, this is the last uh, invention. Everyone knew that he invented one more thing, but no one knew what it was. No one said anything. No one, uh, there was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's the, who's the inventor? Uh, is it Gat? Gaston? Gaston. Do you want to try that again? <laughs> uh, no. It's Frankie. He, he's flustered now. <laughs> okay, okay. He was the man who invented the Warforged. I believe you have a few of those hanging around in Ymir City. Oh, I was... The yes. Warforged. Frankie, well... Frankie's too flustered aren't to... They, aren't they lovely? I think... No. No, no, mean, wonder, no wonder he's one of your heroes, darling. Of course he is. That's how I learned to speak Gnomish. He's the one who animated the Warforged, or the first ones, but I don't think he built them. There's probably somebody else. He's more of a, more of a tinkerer than, uh, than a smith. Yes, yes. He did also invent the sharp part of the can opener. Ooh, oh, I use that all the time. Yes, yes. We have, we have a few can openers in the house. The sharp part's the most useful part. Wow. He really was cool. <laughs> I know. At this point, Dwayne comes back with a Subway sandwich-sized piece of uh, Tyrannosaurus tail. And I, I should, they should be paying me for this, shouldn't they? I've, yeah. I've advertised them like four times. With a foot-long piece of uh, Tyrannosaurus tail and goes about setting up like a little fire. Kind of just on the sort of balcony area outside of the sheltered spaces, it doesn't fill up with smoke. Mm. And, and Quisp uh, sees what's happening is like, oh, 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 I can help you with that. And like runs out to like <laughs> help Dwayne with the bonfire. Now those two are gone and they're kind of busy. <laughs> I think we need to convince Quisp to stay here every night. Not only so that we can all heal and feel a lot better because Karen has like strained her shoulder and she's holding it, but also so we can make a little bit of a plan so our part-time employer can get what they want, which is the question box. Mm. And the longer we stay here, if we have it, the worse it's going to be for us if Dwayne finds that we've got it. That is true. So we stay here the night, we go in in the morning, we get it. Why do we need to take it? Because I... Frankie? That's, that's our, that's our... We don't need to take it, we just ask the question. Because once we ask the question, it's no longer useful. To us, but not to somebody else. Yikes! Frankie wasn't prepared to steal, like, an ancient artifact? <laughs> Oh, that's and and also right. your. <laughs> oh, Ricky's like, wait, what? Your <laughs> his notes. Oh, it <laughs> changes everything. <laughs> my husband, my children, your father, your sisters. Someone's cat. My cat. <laughs> They're all. They know too much about us, okay, Frankie. Okay. That's fine. 
I got this. I don't want to do it either. Okay. Okay, I kind of do want to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> While they're having, I basically Ida just wants to see if Dear Wayne has any weapons around to see if she would be like a foe. There appears to be like some hunting equipment, like not what you would consider to be like combat swords, but like she has a crossbow that is probably used for you know hunting meat because you can see outside <laughs> she's eating Tyrannosaurus, like she's heating up some Tyrannosaurus meat, um, so she probably eats meat. No. There okay. is, there's like probably there's a machete that looks like it's probably for you know cutting through the jungle but no there doesn't seem to be any weapons mm. look guys she doesn't seem to have any attachment to this box as she said she doesn't care if we go in or not i think we just take it like i wouldn't make a big deal i wouldn't show her that we have but if we can just pop it in our bag of holding and walk out Yes, yeah. I don't think that Quisp would be very pleased with us, so I think we'd better keep that one on the down low. Oh, that's not hard. When we go Maybe in. somebody should distract them when someone else is grabbing it. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm Quisp gonna... asks the question, Quisp walks out, we take box, we go. That is true, we can ask for privacy for our questions. Fantastic. Who wants Tyrannosaurus Rex for dinner? Ooh, I've never tried, but it does sound quite tasty. It does sound very good. It smells it? delicious. Yes, the uh, mm, I believe she's stewing it with the mangoes. <gasps> that sounds like a weird mix and I'm picky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like my cheap foods touching. Yeah, I'm disappointed. So did you, by the way, did you accept the payment that, because Quest really only offered you like one thing and nothing for the rest of the party. Did yeah. you accept that? I'm free to accept that. Cool. So you've, you've already seen it, but essentially it is a piece of glass with a spinning needle inside of it. And as you detect, discovered using your uh, goggles, that it has like little symbols on the inside that it actually points to. Like no matter which way you turn, it's it's pointing at the door. Like no matter what you do, it points at the door. So if I was to cast identify on it, would I get a different answer to what you told me? Tell you what, it points at the nearest door. Oh, okay. Based on the symbols, I assume. My assumption would be there'd be doors feature the symbols, and the closer we are to Ooh. one of them, it points to the closest one. Yeah, okay, so not just a door that but, I really want to like, go through. Like. But obviously, <laughs> I'm not the DM, I don't know. Yeah. And because it's been an exiting there all these years, it's always pointed at the closest door, which yeah. is this one. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's still some artifacts, guys. Let's just become Indiana Jones. After sleep. Uh, as you all sit outside around the bonfire that Quisp <laughs> made, uh, eating cuts of Tyrannosaurus meat uh, seasoned with mango, Dear Wayne kind of like is just enjoying your company. You've know, got the little like, you know, upside down curve eyes and is like happily eating and <laughs> just seems like really happy to have people around. Happy lizard. And because you guys were friendly as well and like I think you kind of gather that what she's used to is people coming in, using the box and then leaving and they don't often stay. So Aww. she's happy to have she's a conversation so um, and, and she does uh, just kind of say to the room, she's like, oh, you know, if you're going to use the box and, you know, people do, hmm. make sure your question counts, okay? Be specific, make sure you're prepared for the answer, and keep in mind that the future is fluid. Your actions or even your knowledge of a possibility could change it. Oh. Interesting. Thank you, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. Hmm. I mean, well, you said that questions often change people's lives and often not for the better and I rather think that I'm quite happy as I am so maybe I'll just go in and watch. Hmm. Well I can't really give you too many compliments without also complimenting myself but you're very wise. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you haven't used the box either? No, I came all the way here and decided that I didn't need to. Hmm. Have you been into the room through the door? Eh, once or twice. Can you tell us what it looks like in there before we go in there? I think it's more fun if you check it out yourself. <laughs> that does sound like fun. It does sound like fun. How, how does the T-Rex meat taste? Like chicken. Ooh. Not surprised. Mm. Yeah. It's just a huge chicken. Big chicken. It's kind of got like fish skin on it though. Like, Ugh. you know, like, like hard fish scales part sure. of So it's got that. So it's like chicken with fish skin. Oh yeah. Well now. We're all resting. I'd have like probably spent some time also talking to Chris. Just, you know, mm. learning as much as uh, can about their father. Potentially about, you know, the god inventor. Uh, that's, you know, that's what Frank Yeah, uh, and you know, just... You know, okay, just qu quickly ask me three things and I'll tell you what. Uh, up to three things and I'll tell you what uh, Quisp tells you. You want to know about Quisp's father? Yes. Quisp's father was Brum the Wizard, uh, who was a uh, famous figure who was a magic user uh, before and around the time that the gods were... Uh, the gods disappeared, mm -hmm. um, and is is one of the more famous figures who hails from Exingia. Yeah, and, and how does he know Death Stark? Gizark's lifespan probably means that they're dead now, but they would have lived at the same time in the same town. Okay, so they weren't like I don't know, apprentice, one of apprentices, so they were very close friends. Well, Brum, Brum was a wizard, and Gizark was an artificer and inventor, so. No, I would say they're just, uh, we're, we're friends, probably two of the more powerful people in the town at one given time. Did they ever get to meet them? Did Quisp ever get to meet Gizark? Yes. No, uh, by the time Quisp was born, Gizark had left. Oh, okay. And never came back. So you guys get yourselves a long rest? Yeah. So take your spell slots back, get your healing done. If anyone had a particularly good dream, feel free to tell the podcast what that was about. <laughs> Giant chicken turrets. Karen dreams of her husband and she Ew. is. Wow, you're so rude! That <laughs> <laughs> no, was gross, that was me, gross dream. Oh, gross. And are they just like dancing underneath the spotlight as people are applauding, just waltzing around a ballroom? Yeah, yeah gorgeous. God, that's extremely and he's, got, he's got a rose in he's his teeth. He's got a teeth. rose in his teeth. And like a part of the dance is like him juggling swords and you're just like mm. watching and clapping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very gorgeous. Very gorgeous. Oh my god. <laughs> Penny here. Welcome to a nice little break and a special hello to all of our fans who have recently joined the adventure. It's really great to have you. We're right on the cusp of releasing some new NPC designs, so keep an eye out on our social media for some new art by Liv Artisan. Four new character models are about to drop. On another news note, at the end of this arc, in a few episodes time, uh, we're going to be taking a little hiatus from the show for a bit. I'm loving where we are, but currently all my creative time is spent on editing, uh, and I just need a little bit of time to work on some other projects. We love playing together, so we'll definitely be back eventually. It's just a little break so we can work on some other stuff. Music credits. Thanks to DJ Williams for A Kiss for Amanda and First Class, Steve Adams for Dolcena, God Mode for Secret Job and Melancholia, Chill for Lazy Walk, Joey Picararo for Jazz Apricot, Patrick Petruchios for New Day, Emmett Finn for Allegro, Anno Domini Beats for Drop, Diala 
for Hippo, Dan Hennig for Empire Seasons, and Vans in Japan for four more weeks. And as always, thank you to Regan McKinnon for the show's theme song. You can interact with us at facebook.com slash Podcast, and we also have a Twitter at jbpcpodcast where we post show updates and other cool stuff that we get up to. We love hearing from fans, so please feel free to leave us a message or tag us. A lot of people have been doing that lately. It's been really cool. You can listen to the show at janisonbreffords.podbean.com as well as on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Episode 21, The Question Box Part 5, should be out in two weeks, Sunday 16th of May. Uh, we ended up running some homebrew chase scene mechanics, so I'm really keen to hear how it sounds in the show. Right, let's get back into it. So morning comes, the sun rises and you all rise with the dawn. You actually all rise as dear Wayne is coming back up the stairs, you know, holding some, you know, a sack of food. You know, they obviously get up real early, but like they have a sack of food over their shoulder and they say, oh, good morning visitors. I uh, suppose it's probably time for you to get about your little quest and- <laughs> Good morning, get up. Go back to where you came from. Wow. Oh, yes, Quisp, are you ready? Okay, Chris, let's move this along. Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, we'll, let's all hustle towards the door and um, see what we can... Yeah. Dear, dear Wayne's like, oh, I'll make some coffee for when you come back out. Oh, oh my so. God, she has my heart. Thank you. Also, we will not be sticking around. Have coffee, Karen. It, it'd be suspicious Get to it at Exxonia. Plus, my breath's so bad, I was thinking about using one of my pretty mints. <laughs> so, who opens the door? I'm assuming Chris. Yeah. So Quisp opens the door and steps through. It's hard to perceive what's on the other side uh, until you actually step through the threshold. Uh, but you step through the door and you go down two small stairs uh, into a lowered floor and you find yourselves in a new chamber. One that, given the size of the temple on the outside, couldn't possibly be there. Enormous and circular, the room has regular indents all the way around, each separated by another intricately carved pillar. And in each indent, like the one you walked out of, is another plain white wooden door. Although on this side, each of them has a small round sign hanging on them, bearing a simple symbol. A sun, a water swirl, a bunch of dots, a wishbone, etc, etc. Hmm. Your compass. Oh. Is this, is... This is weird. Is the compass still pointing at the door? No, now it's going around in circles. It's going, it's, it's just, it's just continuously spinning. Like you and me both compass, I don't know. <laughs> Compass is freaking out, it doesn't know what it's pointing at. Oh, so... It's the... Uh, where's the box? Quisp? So Quisp is just like looking at the doors and like pushing on them. Um, but all of them seem to be sealed and mm. there are no handles or keyholes. The only exception is one across the room from where you entered which is totally open. There's no white door uh, blocking the frame and inside you can see a smaller circular space maybe thrice the diameter of like a regular water well. Mm -hmm. Sunlight trickling down, uh, the grey stone walls are covered in moss and lichen, um, there are patches of grass and ferns growing amongst the loose stones and on a low dais is a silver metallic disembodied hand reaching up towards a slowly and lazily rotating black purple and blue cube <gasps> shimmering with galaxy colors quisp there it is the box quisp steps into the room mm. and uh how can is is it big enough for like karen to accompany them yeah you could probably fit two people in there comfortably but once okay. you start getting more in there yeah. it's going to be a bit cramped i think karen will accompany them in if they want like support quisp's gone quiet 
uh, looks back at Frankie and the amulet around Frankie's neck. <laughs> Do you, would you prefer Frankie to be in here? I can go and get Frankie for you. No. But if you did kill my father, oh my. I'll be back out here real soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Frankie's like, ah, I didn't kill your dad. Chris walks forward and attempts to pick up the cube, mm -hmm. but their hands pass right through it. Oh. Um, it's, it's a projection. Okay. And then realizing what's happening, um, reaches down and picks up like the rest of the disembodied hand. Uh -huh. And as they pick up the hand, the cube comes with it. Oh, so okay. it's like, uh, <laughs> like it's being projected from the center of the hand. Mm. And Quisp looks into the cube and looks at the hand and says, well, here it goes, I guess. Good luck. How did my father Brum die? And the cube begins to spin. It begins to spin faster and faster. And Karen, from the distance that you're at and the angle that you're at, you can see that there are still images appearing on the cube. And as the cube spins faster and faster, they start to move. Mm. It's kind of like animation, right? It's, it's like a, a single frame show. as it begins to mm. spin. But you can't really make out what's happening because you're not standing at the right angle. Sure. It's really only the one that is facing towards Quisp mm. um, that is projecting it. The cube spins for about 10 seconds um, and then begins to slow down and then eventually returns to its slow, drifting, mm. lazy rotation. And Quisp stays quiet for a moment puts the hand down on the dais that they found it and exits the room and sits on the steps and looks up at you Frankie and says he was poisoned oh I don't know how early you have to get up in the day to poison a powerful wizard but someone put something in his wine and he drank it and he sorry I just I just watched my father die and it's quite Oh, oh dear. It's quite scarring. Oh dear, no, that's no good at all. God, you know what's going to haunt my nightmares the most though? What? That hand that put the stuff in his goblet. It was like it was stretched out. The fingers oh. were too long and the, it looked like it had been pulled on until it had been stretched to so much longer than Oh, that hand's going to haunt my nightmares. Oh dear. Okay, uh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, sit over with me. And as Karen <laughs> kind of ushers Quisp um, away towards the steps to stand on, like, is there somewhere that she can kind of usher Quisp to where Quisp is not in direct? Yeah, just a bit further around, yeah. even like it's a circular room, and basically the entire room is like there's the the tier with with the doors around mm -hmm. the outside, and then there's two steps that go in, and then the center circle. Have you guys played Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it kind of looks like a walk room, room but yeah. it's like way way bigger. Yeah, I just don't want Quisp to be able to see directly into the room. Uh, Quisp seems fairly occupied okay. by the information that they just took in, but. Still a good move to uh, make. Yeah, Karen uh, sits them down at the steps and starts like patting their hand. And while she's doing that, she's motioning to the rest of them. Flynn's <laughs> <laughs> eyes are like as big as saucers. So uh, I guess this is a fun question I get to ask the table. Any questions? <gasps> oh. You all have a moment to use the question box if you would like. Karen is not there with yeah she's well she's not going to go into the room but like i said um like she said last night she is not entranced by the idea of a 
a life decision that would possibly make her life worse. So she is not going to go in. Well, Frankie sort of dusts himself off. He doesn't know how to act around it. He doesn't know how to bow or, or what. Um, still got still got those holy socks on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, got those holy socks. He slowly, I guess, picks up the hand, like Chris did. Um, oh, oh, oh. Uh, and he, his hands are shaking a little bit. He's, he's nervous, and he asks. Why did magic and the gods disappear 177 years ago? In response to your question, the cube in front of your eyes begins to spin faster and faster and faster. And what is still images slowly begin to move as each one is slightly progressed a little more from the last one to the point that you are looking at images moving so quickly past each other that they are you're essentially watching a video mm -hmm. the scene that you see is atop of a dry mountain in the background you can see a desert or a beige dead environment and atop this peak that you can see there is a mystical light coming from the sky golden sparkly silver beautiful light coming from the sky and beneath that there is what looks like the light bends you kind of turn and you look at the very peak of the mountain and at the very peak of the mountain it appears that the path continues on up past the physical land and into a another place of clouds and beautiful light. You turn back and you can see five figures. The front one wearing gorgeous gilded armor and the others all carrying bones. And they all walk up to this place. They all walk up to this spot where the land and some kind of pathway into the sky meet and they drop the bones. The light begins to crackle and distort and then stop and the pathway is no longer there. And the five beings, the main one of which you're getting a good look at is wearing like just absolutely gorgeous full body armor including a helmet with like, you know, slits in it so that they can see. Um, there's also, you can also see a Goliath, a green-skinned person with tusks. You can see uh, a small gnome in a robe and someone who looks really similar to the person that you just met, Diawain, like the same kind of like lizard type person. And then there is a, like a small, maybe teen or, or even younger, half-elf or maybe even full-blooded elf and each of them had carried bones to this place and dropped them on the ground and they turn around and leave there's no they're not celebrating they just they look tired and then the cube slows down and begins to turn back to its own lazy <laughs> rotation once again oh okay <laughs> so frankie would be 
probably speechless. <laughs> but like, if you see in his eyes, like it's kind of like I don't know, glazed over. But like in the back of his mind, he's going through and piecing some of the information he already knows. And been like, oh, is this person connected? Is it this? Is it like? I don't know. Like he's just like, how would you react seeing? <laughs> something so like pivotal to what's happening in your world and you're just like shit I gotta sit down for a little bit and it just sort of stumbles out of the room uh Frankie are you okay I've seen some, I've, I've seen some stuff <laughs> uh well did, did you want to talk about it or are you right just are you okay Frankie would just start pulling out his uh like notepad and just start like scribbling down notes his thoughts <laughs> equations. I don't know. He's he's gonna be obsessed about this. Because hey, Frankie's completely absorbed. He's still st just standing there. I'm assuming. So I don't. Right in front of the doorway. Yeah. Yes. So he stumbled sort of out. So he's not right blocking there. the doorway. Yeah. So okay. Cool. Ido was just gonna usher him down to a step and be like, "It's, it's okay, buddy." <laughs> yeah. Cool. Karen's already decided that she doesn't want to ask anything. So Flynn or Ido, do you guys have any questions for the box? So I, I, I went back through the, my absolute terrible shit ass notes. Um, so. <laughs> That's your one swear for the episode. <laughs> There's some names that we could ask about. Uh, Amnity Shaw. <laughs> Not sure who they are. Lord Quizophistus. <laughs> another, another person who I'm not sure who that is. Some kind of patron. Then there is, of course, where do tieflings come from? <laughs> well, it'll be a lot for you, I think. Look, the thing is, is that you got, like, I wouldn't have put this artifact in the game if I didn't, th if, if you guys can't ask whatever you want. Mm. Like, like what Frankie just found out, he got an answer, but it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Because I just realized, Ido probably wants to know about his parents. I assumed that you would ask oh, that. Oh, yeah. I actually, that was like the one question that I was like, I'm pretty kind sure this is what for. Poppy's going to ask me. <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, if that's what you want to ask, go ahead. Yeah, I think, because originally Ida was going to ask something stupid like, does anyone have a crush on me? <laughs> but then he sees the way that Quisp and Frankie have reacted and he's like, oh, this is a bit more serious than I thought it was. If, Flynn, do you need to ask a question at all? Uh, I'm still thinking, this is once in a lifetime question. Okay, yes or no would have been fine. So Ida walks... <laughs> <laughs> Ida walks through into the little room. Uh, Karen kind of looks around and goes, why don't you two go in together and you can give each other support. I don't think you should go in alone. And then she kind of motions towards um, Quisp and, and Frankie. Gotcha. That's a good point. Yeah. Do you um, mind, Ida? I, honestly, Idafa's a little bit in trance at the moment because he's All like, right. this thought has really got him now. He's like, Ida grabs the hand kind of like looks at it a bit. So you said it's like projecting the cube. Is there like a piece in the middle of the hand that lights pulsing out of? It's just, okay. Some kind of magic stuff, so, okay. Sorry, I can't just shake my head when people ask me questions, even though it looks cool. No, there is no, there's no like small pinpoint that's projecting light out of it. It's just there. Okay, sweet Penny, Penny shakes her head and tosses her head. Yeah, it looks very nice. super sassy. Luxurious. Yeah. <laughs> is this like a shampoo ad? Anyway, <laughs> so Ido grabs it and he's like, okay. Cube, uh, why did my birth parents leave me?
The cube begins to spin. I don't know if you've seen what it did for Quisp or what it did for Frankie, but essentially uh, still images appear on each of the panels. And as it spins faster and faster, the figures begin to move. What you see is a beautiful blonde woman in a white dress, frantically wrapping up a baby, wrapping up a little grey-skinned horn baby in a shawl. There is banging on the door and the room itself seems quite grand. There's like a, you know, a four-poster bed and a lot of jewellery and a beautiful mirror and the woman that you see picks up the baby and kisses it. You can see them speaking to the baby and you can kind of, like it's close enough that you can see the words, it's all right, it's going to be okay, it's going to be all right. And you are for a moment flung back to your terror visions from when you met the assassin and the woman's voice from while you were desperately trying to run away from the assassin. Oh. And the, the woman hands the baby to a person who was crouching on the balcony railing outside of her room. And the woman and the person who was wearing a hood, but hard to see, but you can kind of see like a roguish smile. You can kind of see the bottom half of their face. It's like no beard, really nice chin, quite beautiful, quite beautiful for a man. And the woman hands the baby to the man and then turns away for a moment and when they turn back the man and the baby are gone and people in armor burst into the room and the cube begins to slow down and the images begin to fade and you are left holding the hand in the slowly rotating cube. So the blonde woman in the vision video thing, any sign, like, didn't have horns, didn't have a tail, didn't show signs of, like, didn't look like a tiefling at all. Beautiful, tan skin. Tavru, but. Blonde hair. <laughs> Tieflings can be beautiful and have tan skin. <laughs> and now, I'll go again. No, there was no sign that that person was also a tiefling. Ooh. Hmm. I, I don't, still holding the hand obviously, is uh, very confused because he's wondering things like, who is this woman? Is this a woman his mother? She doesn't look like a tiefling. Who was the man? Well, who he assumed was a man. It's from the frame of the hooded figure, it very much seemed like they were at least a male. And um, Ido's now wondering, am I not all tiefling? and all these things he's not like he's just finding it very confusing like it the cube didn't really help i don't <laughs> i'm kind of imagining now like out in the room of doors just there's just this like line of shattered people who like sit down next to each other on the steps and karen like gives them all cups of tea while they're like the hand huh <laughs> Weird. Anyway, I'm gonna grab the the hand with the cube and I'm being like, Flynn, you wanna have a go? Yeah, so Flynn picks it up and he kind of sits there thinking about it. And he's got a question on the cusp of his lips. And then 
he kind of like shakes himself out of it and then he's going to cast um, Minor Illusion okay. on the pedestal. What form does your illusion take? So on the pedestal, he wants to recreate the hand in the... Yeah, it's it's definitely small enough that you could make another one sitting there on the pedestal. Yeah, so he's going to cast that and make it look like it's still there and look behind him, just make sure no one's looking. Uh, no, uh, the only person who you, who doesn't know that you're planning on taking it is uh, is Quisp, and Quisp is fairly occupied by what is going through their mind right now. Karen has turned them away from the door and is talking gently to them about yeah. family and bullshit. <laughs> so I, I, I slip into the bag holding. It doesn't go in the bag. Oh no! You put it towards the hole of the bag and it simply won't cross the threshold into the bag. Flynn kind of panics and he kind of looks at Ido like, help! What? Why? What What do you need? This won't fit in the bag of holding and we need to take it with us. Oh, of course it'll fit and I grab it off and try to shove it in. Whoa! Oh, oh. Does it like bounce back? It's like there's a physical barrier that's preventing it from going in. Oh. Put it in under your cloak or whatever. Hoodie. In my bag? Yeah. Yeah, like a normal person. Jeez. Anyway, <laughs> Ido tries to put it in his bag. It? it does go in your bag. Oh, oh, see, it's all good. But the cube is being like partially projected outside of the bag. Yeah, so you can see happen. it spinning through the cloth. We need a distraction. That's not hard. Uh, I'll run out crying. I'll run out crying because I've 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 just discovered something. That cast no, leave her out of this. Leave her out of this. <laughs> she doesn't love you. <laughs> yeah, I put the backpack on. I'm just kind of that I'll never being really nonchalant. There's a back. really obvious cube. Like now that everything's settled in the bag, it's completely the cube is being projected completely outside of behind your back. <gasps> yeah, I was thinking, like, rotating. I'll just stay against the wall. And just be like, <laughs> okay, sure. For now, scooch, scooch around the wall. Scooch, scooch, scooch around the wall. Quisp, uh, how are you? doing? I... I think I might have just made a big mistake. Uh, how about you? What did... did you guys get... did you guys get answers that you wanted? Oh, the answers! Flynn like starts instantly weeping. <laughs> I have to leave this place because the answers, I need to go discuss them in the outside world and then come back and ask some more questions somehow. Whoa! I'm gonna take off my pants and run around as I'm too sad soon if I don't leave. We should probably freaking leave. Yeah. A pants off sadness. Let's get out of here. I don't want to see Flynn doing that again. Quisp stands up again. and like, Quisp stands up and puts puts their bag on, puts their thumbs, you know, above, you know, underneath the straps as they do. And like you guys are weird. <laughs> Come on, let's go. And and heads back towards uh, the only uh, the door. Have all four of you been into the room with the question box and then come back out? Yes. Yes, okay. Actually, Flynn, did you? Yeah, he was in there with you. Yeah. Oh, you did come in. Yeah, yeah, that's, I tried putting my bag holding. The room into <laughs> Dear Wayne's temple, no, it doesn't have a door there. Like, you can just go through. Oh, there's, okay. there's, there's nothing blocking it as there was on your way through. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay, if I look at Idafer, can I see the cube? <laughs> Idafa, are you like walking with your like walking sideways with your back to the wall? Because it's gonna take you a super long time to make it all the way around the outside nah, of the so room. No, like the thing is, Quisp is ahead of me. Yeah. And as long as I keep my back to them, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, my back away from them, my face <laughs> to them, it's fine. Yeah. 
So the answer, Karen, is yes, you can very much see the cube being projected out of Idafa's bag. Stop, that's not going to work. Flynn kind of like looks around panicked and then runs up to Daewa. Oh, I don't think we're out of the room yet. Oh. I mean, you can you can yeah. go you can go through whenever yeah. you want. We'll 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 stay here and figure something out. Go and talk to, to go and talk to them. Get Quisp out of here. So just to confirm, <laughs> what it is is the cube. So I'm standing here with my backpack on. Uh -huh. Cube is like what like here? No, I'd say it's like imagine the hand is sitting. Uh, horizontally projecting mm. horizontally oh. so it's like sticking out behind you because what I'd planned is that I put that in like hand like it's vertical and so the cube would be hidden behind my head oh okay then if that's where it is then, then yes that's true but it is a rotating like galaxy cube that's more noticeable so it's still fairly easy to see yeah okay so if Lynn kind of ushers Quisp through the door uh, Karen would quite like to hang out behind for a little moment with Frankie to kind of try and sort out Idafa's fashion. Yeah. Also, uh, Flynn, you had something you wanted to say to Dia Wayne? Oh yeah, so I, I wanted to distract her basically with the performance. Damn, um, Dia Wayne, To get her to look hot. away from the, the door and okay. so these guys can basically... So we can just kind of hurry yeah. straight through the temple. Yeah, because okay. people, people just leave after us so we can be like, thank you for your hospitality, but this has been too much kind of thing. Sorry, Dia Wayne. Yeah. Okay, cool, so you're gonna go through the door. What are you gonna to do to distract Dia Wayne? who is currently brewing coffee for you all. Uh, I'm going to rush in there and be like, it's wrong, it's all wrong. And then like walk around so that she's facing away from the doors when she's, if she's looking at me. What did um, you ask? I, uh, sales, I, it, my life is about sales and my family and I, I cannot mention it. And the things it shows you. Um, oh. And I take like a hot coffee and I kind of just splash it. Oh, take some okay. damage. Um. <laughs> so take two burn damage because that was boiling water that you just splashed Ooh. on your face. <laughs> Invigorated in pain. Oh dear way. Uh, 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 darling, darling, hang on, hang on. You've burned yourself. Let me just grab some, I'll just grab a salve. Hang on. No way, please. I need to tell you all oh, the pain. Dear Wayne's like freaking out because you just like, okay. I need some air. Have you ever been scalded before, mate? Uh, scalded yes. or scalded? Scalded, yeah. So have you ever have you ever been burned with hot water before? Yeah. Because you just splashed boiling water on your face. So whatever performance you were doing oh, is no. now you freaking out because your face is burning. I need air. Take me outside to dip me in the stream, please. Just wait there, just wait there. Dear Wayne is like running into their stuff and you've successfully distracted them because now they are like digging through their bag looking for salves and stuff. Okay, um, Karen is trying to stack <laughs> like bed if it's sticking behind um Idafa's head she's trying to like stack bed rolls and stuff on top of the backpack but she's not high enough <laughs> she's not tall enough so Frankie oh just, like, could I <laughs> potentially take off my cute little bow tie of disguise self <gasps> and slap oh. it on Ido and somehow make a disguise that hides the cube like a hunchback. I was thinking that. You'd best not. <laughs> or maybe like a cloak or something that goes all the way. It would have to be something tall though. Like your idea of bed rolls is good. I mean that too. I just like the idea of disfiguring Ido for just a <laughs> split it's, it second. Does, it does seem pretty funny. What I about do. like a giant hat that's sitting on top me. of your sun, on, on your backpack? You know how people go like camping and they have like the yeah. big sun hat that's on the top? Oh. Uh, or that if you want to be boring. <laughs> Well, I don't know, I'm burning. You could, use so. the, you could use the bow tie to put a big hat on. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, 
Murphy did tell me to wear big hats. It was meant to be able to hide my horns. But, yeah, you know, I mean. yeah. Or maybe just make you look more like an explorer. You know, so you got the hat, uh, but then now you have this bigger like backpack, <laughs> with the hat, and the explore me up, Frankie. Is, is it is it hiding the cube at all, or is it kind of projecting beyond what we're trying to stack on top of it? Well, okay, can you describe to me <laughs> one more time what you're doing? Okay, so if the hand is facing straight up, yes, and the cube is about maybe it's rotating 15. at like where poppy's ponytail is right now oh sure so about 15 centimeters above yeah. so i'm trying to put something through essentially the cube so it is within a bedroll projecting yeah. straight into oh. a bedroll instead of or into a hat instead of just kind of being out. Mm, roll me a deception check. Okay. <laughs> Could that be with advantage because I'm helping her with disguise? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, thank you. And also, I'm a rogue. <laughs> Far out. Um, <laughs> so my worst roll was a three, and my best roll was a six. So that's a 10 for okay. deception. Um, so, the, okay. No, we, we've, we've done our role on this yep, now, yeah, so yeah. we can't keep building no, on no, this No, 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 it's good, it's good. But it's you fine. can say what you wanted to say. I'm just gonna say, oh my god, you kept me in here for this, because I can see you like fumbling around trying to make me look like this. And I'm like, <laughs> screw it, no one said we couldn't take it, let's just go. <laughs> okay, let's get out of here. We've got to get back for the funeral anyway. <laughs> exactly. So you guys walk back into Dear Wayne's temple? <laughs> Very quickly. Yep. Um, as you make your way through to Diawan's temple, you feel a stoppage of air, mm. and as you turn around, the white door is back in its place mm. uh, yep. behind well, you. Be. Oh my god. And uh, Diawan looks up and says, like, oh, you're taking it with you? Uh, okay. Oh my Oh uh, yeah. And Flynn's like, yeah. oh my god, my face! Yeah, and it's like also like rubbing <laughs> salve on Flynn's face where there's like angry red splotches everywhere because he just splashed <laughs> boiling water in his face for his distraction. Oh, Flynn, oh darling, oh no. That's gonna scar. That is going to scar your beautiful no, face. No, no it's not. No, scars don't make good sales. Oh, it could be quite rakish. Maybe. Cassie might like that. Greatish. Have you got that? Quest, have you got that cheese grater? You know, I think Frankie was right with the Cassie thing. Quest was like, oh, why are we taking it with us? Um, so, okay, so, uh, full disclosure, we've been hired not only by Quest, but also by somebody else. I'm, I'm gonna put my hand over Karen's mouth and be like, is that coffee ready now? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, there isn't one for Flynn anymore, but uh, yes, yes, we can all have coffee and why don't you all tell me all about it. Look, it's perfectly fine for you to take it with you. You will bring it back. Uh, so don't, don't worry, just sit down, we'll have some coffee. You don't have to sneak up past me. I don't know when my next visitors will be, so I'm not going to... I'm not going to sound the alarm or anything. You can welcome <laughs> to take it with you. Oh. Four of you taking it, I imagine you'll be back in about four days. So, oh. carry on. Oh. Well, that sounds fine to me, but thank you for this coffee. What? I feel like you probably should have asked that before Finn disfigured himself. Do you know how many powerful and <laughs> crazy magical people with big swords have come in here before thinking that they can just take it with them and it's still here? Oh. I'm not the one who prevents them from taking it. What am I supposed to do? Well, you, you do look you you do look quite intimidating. 
Well, thanks. That's more of a lineage thing. I'm more <laughs> of a flower picker, really. That's oh. true. Well, that's true. That's more to do with my race. I also don't like to get punched <laughs> in the face, and I imagine, you know, you probably get threatened with that a lot. Threatened with what? Sorry. I don't know. Getting punched in the face. My face is pretty spiky. Usually they go for the stomach. Oh, oh no, that, that hurts too. Yeah. I've also been punched. Have you been? Have you been beaten up by these people? Some of the first visitors after I came here, oh. I tried to stop them from taking the artifact with them, and yes, I was quite hurt. Guys, we have. Do. You... <clears throat> Frankie tears up just a little bit. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, yeah, don't, this is don't worry, don't worry. He bought it back. It's fine. Everybody always brings it back. I think it's... But you shouldn't get hurt over it. Well, that's why I don't stop people from taking it anymore. Yeah. She <clears throat> we're talking, we're talking 85 years ago, more, that that happened. <laughs> the first few people, I tried to stop them from taking it, but then I noticed eventually they always bought it back. So what's the big deal? 85 years, unless, it's a, unless they're a dwarf, they're probably dead. Good. Well, anyway. Flynn turns to um, Jeremy and he's like, thank you for the sub and sorry for trying to trick you. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. Really a lot of people do kind of come back acting really suspicious and think that they're not, like, I'm not going to do anything. Look here, you probably want these for the pain and like gives you some leaves <laughs> to chew on. Thank um, you. Thank you. Because you burned your face. I did. Yeah. Oh, you burnt your face for no reason. Burned face real good. At least you didn't burn her face. You would have been a little bit more oh upset my about God. that. Oh my gosh, that would have been very upsetting. <laughs> well, she's Dragonborn, right? So she's... Not immune to fire. Not immune to fire. Not immune to boiling coffee. Karen sits down and says, So, what do you mean everybody always brings it back? What more clarification do you need? Well, like, well, we're, we're not planning on bringing it back, so what do they what, what do they look like when they come back here? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the last person to take it with them, it's been a few years since the last visitor. Uh, the last, well, to be fair, the last person came as a group, and eventually one of the group did return with it. Oh. Okay. I don't know why, because a lot of the time when they leave, they feel like they're taking this artifact to sell or to, <laughs> you know, keep it for themselves, but they bring it back. Oh, hmm. strange. Hmm. Did you say four days? We had about four days till we brought it back. Well, it's because you're, well, it could be five really, because you're a party of five, but mm. you four seem like you're a separate party to that one. Mm. And of course, kind of like sips their coffee and is like, kind of nods along. Because <laughs> usually, look, if it's one person, they come back in one day. Oh. If it's two people, one of them comes back two days later. It's just the way that it works. Maybe those are the people that they say go in again, but then they don't come back out. So maybe something happens in between oh. dropping it back off and trying to leave. Oh, how weird. Like some sort of punishment for stealing in the first place. Oh. I think he says as he sips his coffee. <laughs> so did you all learn what you went in there to find out? And, and Quisp is like really, like holds back tears and says, Yes. Yes, I found out what I came here to find out. And I thought that this, I thought that Frankie here might have killed my father, but such is not the case unless he's figured out how to stretch his arms like gum. Frankie chokes on his coffee. Totally next invention. Well, he's a little, he's a little bit lanky, but I wouldn't call him stretched out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we know anyone that's stretched out, do we, guys? 
Um, we should probably head back. The funerals this afternoon. Huh? Should we ask what the magical horses are? Are the animals splotchy, like splotch face? Oh my god, the splotchy faced animals! I couldn't think of a question ask because once in a lifetime is a lot of, for a question, and I could only think about sales, and that was very vapid. Where do we get this idea that we could only ask the question box once? Oh, that's just the deal, everybody. Look, if who who asked a question? If you try to ask another one, it just won't work. People, uh, okay. I've sort of picked up. You know, somebody comes in and says, how does this thing work? And then it shows them itself <laughs> working and then they oh. come back out and try to threaten me. Why can't I get my answer? And it's because they've already uh. used it. God, that was a funny one. That was an actual king. That was hilarious. That was quite <laughs> hilarious. I love seeing powerful figures being destroyed. You should have asked to have seen that in the question box. You would have had a good time. Yeah, you're probably right. What did you see? Oh, nothing. Okay. Oh. I'll cry about it later. <laughs> we probably should head off. Especially if we might come across another T-Rex. Oh, yes. And I, I mean, all of our luggage is at the inn. And yeah. I, I've been in these clothes for a while and I need to get changed. We all smell awful. I'm really sorry, Duane. That's okay. We could also ask how not to bring it back. How do we take out the question box without bringing it back? How do we take the question box to fulfill our contract without bringing it back. Look, here's the thing. I think that, like, within four days, we'll get it back to our employers. It's a less than a day's travel to get back to Exignia, and it's a two-day trip to get mm. to the to get back to Yemea City. So, if you keep to your schedule, you can get it to the palace before this apparent time yeah. limit. And if one of us does feel compelled to bring it back, we all work together and we can keep an eye on each other. And it'll be it'll be in. Probably very well guarded, so. There too. I suppose, I mean, I, I, I suppose. Everything will be fine, Karen, come oh. on. Oh, I'm just very stressed out. I've never done anything like this before. We literally stole amulets, apparently from dead people. No, oh, we us. didn't. Yeah, we kind of did. We, we kind of did. They just did. flew onto yeah. our necks and now we can't take them off. I mean, I mean, some of us picked the box thing up off the floor that was in a storage unit that was somebody else's. Well, so, uh, and nobody took hats. <laughs> I took hats. Is Dear Wayne, oh, how does she look at the moment? Is she like, oh my god, these are terrible people? <laughs> She's just sitting and enjoying the company and kind of is liking your guys' group dynamic in your banter. <laughs> anyway, Dear Wayne, um, so we do have a funeral to attend. Oh, my condolences. Oh, it's not for us. Oh, it's okay. We didn't kill him. How did they die? Oh, uh, he, he, was, he was murdered by a very good friend of mine. Yeah, office work party gone wrong. Mm. You know how it is. <laughs> it better work Don't trust the punish. <laughs> well, um, your lives seem very interesting. Perhaps if I ever make it to Ymir City, if, oh, they please, let me in the, if they let me in the gates, perhaps I'll come and say hello. That would be very nice. Uh, and, uh, well, I won't say I hope to see you again because it doesn't sound like that's a very good... Thing to do oh. being compelled to come back here with the thing but <laughs> I hope you stay hale and hearty and um, Karen polishes off her coffee and slings her little tote bag across her shoulder and goes to stand up to leave. Thank you for staying and talking with me. Um, I don't wants to grab a scrap of parchment out of Flynn's bag because I assume <laughs> I don't have scraps. I've got I would have assumed sheets. that Flynn had paper. <laughs> oh, Flynn he, does have paper. He doesn't have scraps. Frankie has a lot of paper. Right, I'm going to grab a scrap of paper of Frankie. <laughs> and I'm going to... Um, it's a toilet paper sample. Uh, is it thick enough to write sample? on nicely? Yes. 
that's what matters. The prototype. Yeah, it's mm. a bit rough for the butt. Um, <laughs> anyway, and he's going to scribble his address on and just be like, oh. um, just let me like feel free to send a message or anything if you are heading to Yumiya City because he's really quite intrigued oh. by Dear Wayne. And she seems really lovely. Aww. You know, I defer I might just do that. Fantastic. And thank you for the coffee. It was really good and much needed. Hello. I wish you all luck in your bloody monkeys. And <laughs> she like is about to wish you all like, you know, goodbye. Mm. Um, and then she goes outside with her broom and starts to kind of like look around and just like, I know that they're up here somewhere. Oh well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I wish you all luck in your journey and safe travels and hopefully you don't run into the wrecks again, but mm. you're rested and perhaps you might be able to do something about it. Thanks. Uh, Quisp, are you ready to go? I, yes, I think I'm ready to go home. All right, let's get you home. Let's get you home. Let's get you home. <laughs> Let's get you home. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> Are you going to keep the question bag in your bag? It's, yeah. It sounded like Flynn wanted to ask something before you guys take off. Is that is that true? Or are you going to leave it for now? You're going to tug on me tail if you need it. <laughs> what? Why would I reach into your pants? Or is it outside your pants? Outside my pants. That's only his, that's only his work overalls that don't, don't, they don't have a tail hole. <laughs> my mum has like specifically cut a hole into all of my pants and underwear. Aww. And like sewn it up so it doesn't fray. Yeah. I love my mother. And sewn your name into like yeah. the seam so people know it's your underwear. Um, at the moment, he, um, Flynn won't ask a question, but he knows that it's coming with us, so there'll be at least four days. <laughs> hey, yeah, why not? Well, I wish you luck, friends, and I hope you found out what you were here for. Turtle Pip. Stay safe. Well, goodbye, friends. Uh, and she, uh, you know, waves you, waves you goodbye as you head down the stairs. This, um, just quickly, this makes me think of like at the end of Pokemon episodes. I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah when you're like waving goodbye. Bye. Yeah. Goodbye. Except what goodbye. doesn't happen at the end of a Pokemon episode is you hear a shrill screech oh. of a primate. Mm. And it and Dear Wayne immediately kill it. <laughs> it falls out of the the canopy above and lands on Idafa's back. Oh! In but a moment, Idafa, you feel uh, a cold steel on your shoulders as in two quick motions, uh, your bag is cut from your back. <gasps> and monkey. standing on Idafa's shoulders for just a moment is a monkey with a white stain. On its face. Monkey. Oh, monkey! Oh, for it leaps from Idafa's shoulders and begins to run at full speed into the jungle. <gasps> the chase is on. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, they're gone. What a shame. Hello, dear Wayne here. Thanks for visiting me. Make sure you take the time to check in on your isolated friends and family. You never know who needs you. A little love can go a long way. Have a lovely day, won't you? <laughs>